Episode 108. I can't believe it's 108. That's pretty great. So Jenna and Stacy came by today. They're my guest. They Jenna's a friend from the neighborhood. Stacy, I just met today. What a great, great lady. Uh, they are part of an organization called MomsDemandAction.org. And they we talk about gun safety. I thought gun safety is a great conversation to have because I have kids. I grew up with guns. Not everybody grew up with guns. Uh, safety when I was a kid is not the same as safety today. So I just thought it would be a good conversation to have. It's in no way political. This is not, uh, this is a fact-finding mission. Uh, statistics are discussed and uh, policy in your home maybe or how to handle gun safety with your kids how to handle gun safety in general. So I don't want anybody thinking, oh God, they're going to talk about gun restriction. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about how to keep your kids safe and how to keep your house safe and how to keep yourself safe where guns are concerned. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, uh, again, momsdemandaction.org is the is the group they're a part of. They invite anyone to check them out. You can go to wifeotp.com and email me if you want to contact either of these ladies. They've invited you to do so on the podcast. So feel free and you can email me anything you want. Also, um, thanks for coming back every week. I love doing this podcast. It's really fun. We're almost at a million downloads. I'm so excited. That makes me so excited. So thank you. Thank you everybody who keeps downloading every week. And I hope you enjoy this conversation about gun safety. never been on a podcast before my intention is to learn okay and to hopefully other people learn while i'm learning uh and to to be you know um really open and curious so hopefully especially because this subject matter tends to be touchy yeah i i want everybody else listening to know my intention for this because we're going to talk about guns and guns is a hot button topic for both sides of the fence totally. for a myriad of reasons and um my intention is to learn and to be open it's not to judge it's not to i don't think you guys are doing this i'm saying this for the people listening okay it's not to judge either side or make a decision or be emphatic or promote a, a candidate or i have no agenda no. other right. than to learn so if anybody <laughs> listening thinks there's something else going on there's not i just want to have an open discussion like i would have with my friends about guns and see where it goes so i have no agenda i if you if you're watching on youtube i have no notes i have no i have no structure for this discussion just like if you and the, the if the three of us were going to lunch and having a discussion that's right. what i want it to okay. be about i had a discussion like this that popped up i had an agenda in one podcast 
that was about one thing and a mom brought up another subject that we just jumped into. And even though I put my disclaimer out, hey, I don't know what I'm talking about here. I just want to have a real conversation. I got a lot of flack for it. So I don't want to get flack for something which I am very openly saying. I just am curious and want to learn. You know, does that make sense? A hundred percent. I mean, just for myself and for Stacey, I think I want to be very clear that we're actually I guess I I don't want to say we're not here with an agenda yeah because the agenda we're here with is to provide information totally about gun safety which I won't have we're and we're here to be very clear like this is not I don't consider this a political conversation no I consider this a political podcast I consider this like a health conversation yeah Mm -hmm. I consider this a, a mom conversation yeah totally um you know when you go when anybody has information that I don't have, I'm always like, sweet. Give yeah, me it to too. Me, me too. Me, same. Give me what you got. Yeah. Same, same. Because then I, I know more. And and we all are better when we know more. Totally. And Stacey and I happen to feel very passionately about gun safety. Right. And so for us, we're like, if we can share what we've learned. Right. Only good can come of that. Totally. Right. And, and gun safety and gun control are two different things. Couldn't be more Completely different. different. Totally different. So couldn't be more different. And probably, we actually yeah. don't even like to say gun, gun control. control. Right. It's actually sort of something we're really trying to remove from the language in the United States. Right. Because the truth is, none of it is control. No one is trying to control anybody. No one's right. trying to take away guns. No one, all of these things, we are just trying to keep people safe. Um, The United States has the highest rate of gun deaths Mm -hmm. in the entire world by, I actually wrote it down. It was like the one thing I didn't remember. Stacey, do you remember this one? I don't. Man. A hundred people die every day in the United States from gun violence in some capacity. Which is crazy. Crazy. That's crazy. I wonder how much of it is... um, Accidental. I, funny. So two-thirds of it is suicide. <laughs> right. Are you kidding? Yes. yes. No. What? We're not kidding. Two-thirds <laughs> of it is suicide? suicide? Right. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. So that's actually, for me, like, one of the main things I wanted to talk about yeah. is storage of guns mm-hmm. and how it relates to both what we call, what unintentional deaths. We don't call them accidental deaths because uh, it's not an accident. An, not accident. an accident is something you can that you can't prevent. Right, right. Right? If right. you're, you know... You know what an accident is. Falling but into if, a pool, we you know that's an accident. That's an yeah, accident, yeah. right? I mean, although frankly, well, you, put you a, can put a put fence, a fence up. up. Yep, it's preventable, so. right? Um, but with with you know, for example, two days ago in New Jersey, uh, dad fell asleep in his bedroom taking oh, yeah. a nap, had a loaded gun in his next to next to him mm-hmm. on his table. Four year old came into the room, mm. saw the gun, right? Shot himself in the face, and he right. just died. Oh my god. So to me, that's, that's not terrible. an accident, right. right? That gun should have been locked that's up. That's carelessness. Locked up. The ammunition should have been somewhere else. Exactly. It's carelessness on Careless. the adult part, right? Right. Yeah. It's it's thoughtlessness. I think uh, I think people who sometimes people become very laissez faire about their guns, totally and they don't question. don't really think about. Uh, something like that, especially when you have a four-year-old in your house. That four-year-old has no like no concept. No. Once they get a little older, they have more of a concept. Not that you should leave them loaded and available, but at least as a parent, one would think, you, oh, you know, I have a four-year-old here. Maybe I should put the gun up. Right. You know, 
You'd hope an eight-year-old would know better than to touch it. Well, an eight-year-old still. I mean, I have two boys. I have an eight-year-old and a 12-year-old. And I talk about guns all the time. Yeah. And if I say, we're at a house and someone pulls out a gun, what's the first thing you do? They're like, oh, cool. Right? I mean, there's still 12-year-old boys that are fascinated by them. We have Nerf guns all in our house. This is how they play. They make Lego guns. So when, you know, my kids are going to a new house, I say, hi. Do you have any guns? And if so, are they locked up? Yeah. I want to make sure my kids are safe because they're still fascinated by a gun, a a gun, a weapon of any kind. Right. Do you mind if I ask, do you own a gun? I don't, but I grew up in a family that has guns. Yeah. You are from. I'm from Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Um, Rural. We grew up in Navy town. Um, We would be in our backyard and hear shotguns shooting all over the neighborhood because people were doing target practice or we had a hunt club down the street. Yeah. Uh, My husband grew up in Texas, so I grew up in gun culture and so did he. Yeah. Yeah. Well, me too, obviously. Yeah. I mean, from rural Georgia. A lot of people, guns on the back, you know, in their trucks. And yeah. So it's something I'm used to being around. Yeah. We we had a shotgun wedding. <laughs> and in the wedding, somebody said, Anybody got a shotgun? And they just showed up. They pull up. <laughs> They're yep. like, I sure do. <laughs> They've got them. Right yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I grew up in that culture too. I have guns. They're locked up, they are unloaded, ammo somewhere else. Fantastic. Um, if they're not in a locked, we have one gun that's in a thumbprint, mm-hmm. unlockable mm-hmm. safe. And then I have a 38 that has a trigger lock that's unloaded. Gotcha. And the keys are not with the gun. So, and the ammo is not with the gun. So, so really it's deemed useless, right? So there's no point in really owning the gun, I feel like, in a certain, because then it would be like, Someone broke in my house. I'd be like, "Give me two seconds here. Right. I, I got to right. unlock. I got to go find the ammo. <laughs> just, just have a seat." <laughs> so it's a super. We get asked that question a, a lot. lot. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and the you are statistically way more likely mm-hmm. to have your gun used, used. on you, yeah. right, than in as a defense mechanism, right. So even imagine when you like. I'm sure you've been woken up at two a.m. by whatever crying kid, dog barking. Imagine having the forethought, even if your gun was accessible, to use it, aim it accurately, not hit a dog, not hit a kid who's not running hope in. It's exactly your kid that's your kid ran in because the they noise. heard a noise. Yeah. Right. I mean there's multiple instances totally, where people yeah. have shot family members thinking they're intruders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could see that. So you're you you are a responsible gun owner. Right. right. Like I would happily send my so kind of going back to what Stacey said, um you know, we have no problem saying to people, hey, you know, my kid has a nut allergy, just mm-hmm. a heads up. Or, hey, my kid doesn't know how to swim. Hey, my kid is terrified of dogs. Do you have totally. a dog? Totally. Um, and and conversely, like, you may, I mean, your kids are older now, but like when they were little, you may have said to a parent, hey, FYI, I have a big dog. Yeah, just so your oh, kid always. Knows first thing you said to me when always. you walked in the door. Right. Yeah, still. Mm-hmm. But I, I would imagine you probably don't offer, by the way, I'm a gun owner. No, I don't do that. Right. And no. so it's it's not, par- but yet you are a, you are the kind of gun owner that should be proud, right? Like you right. do doing it right. Yeah. everything right. You're, we do. And that gun up there safe. is a pellet gun. Just so you know, <laughs> that is a pellet gun. That's not a rifle. <laughs> it's a pellet gun. Um, so, sorry. 
So I just say, no, no. It's well, fine. somebody might see it and go, oh, right. she got gold. That was not locked up. That one is used to okay. shoot squirrels, squirrels and rats yeah. that get in my chicken coop. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so my, so my go to <laughs> is I send a text if my, especially now my daughter just started middle school, <laughs> and um, it's all new people that I don't know. Totally, yeah. And so if she's going somewhere new, I oh, I just it's super easy. I'm like. Hey, part Leanne. of the conversation. Zoe is yeah. super excited to um, come play with Georgia today. Um, I just wanted to give you a heads up. We'd love to have Georgia back. Um, just so you know, we have a pool. It's not gated because the kids are old enough now and we don't have any nut allergies. Um, and just let you know, we also don't have any guns in our home. Um, how about you? Right. That's And yeah. just so you know, I have never had anyone be upset. Right. Never. Um, if anything, like I did have somebody respond and was like, we do have guns. Do you want to come over and see how they're stored? Oh, that's oh, cool. That's and I was like, you know yeah. what? I'll check it out when I bring Zoe. Yeah, that's totally. Great. great. That's really cool. Yeah. So it's it. the more you do it, like the first couple of times, I literally was like sending the text and my hands were like shaking. I'm like, <laughs> this <laughs> creates anxiety. No question. I am ruining my child's social life by but keeping it, her safe. But well, the, the reality wait, is if you make it normal, it becomes normal. Like, right, totally. You know, so it's just... And now so many people tell me that because I did it for them, they do it, they they do do it, it. now yeah. for That's other awesome. people. Same here. Yeah. Um, That's very cool. That's a very cool way of approaching it, going, here's, here's, here are my cards. Right. Yep. What are your cards? What do you yeah. have? That's really cool because I know I feel like some people would probably feel that they're going to be stigmatized for asking that question, for right. being that person, sure. you know? So it is such a loaded topic here. And in L.A., I, I don't, you know, people keep being Republican a secret in L.A. Yeah. And I think they keep owning a gun, gun a, secret a secret in Absolutely. L.A. Because it is not cool here. No. Mm-hmm. Now, I go back to Georgia, and you don't even ask that question because every Everybody's single person yeah. is Republican or mm-hmm. has a gun. You know what I mean? So it's not even a conversation that's maybe even necessary because that culture functions so differently. Right. But there's so many transplants out here from that culture to this one. Um, not that the culture back home is correct because I didn't grow up my guns locked. Right. My guns were between the mattress and the box spring loaded. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm surprised. But that, that's, that's so, normal there. That's normal I there. Know. And as an adult, I think, boy, you must not have had any kind of rowdy sex. world did that not go off? Right? And they'd always have it like at their head. You well, know, so you could yeah, roll go off up. the bed and grab it. And, ch- and you know what? My mother used it. Uh, once we wow. had someone who was trying to get in our house and she got that gun out and just showed it to him through the window and was said I'm gonna shoot your fucking ass if you come in my house and he left wow so it well it's the first time I've works. ever heard that it it Honestly. was a scary moment. That's I was awesome. in the closet on the phone with nine one one. Like nine one one. My mom's going, "You come in here! I'll shoot your fucking ass! You come <laughs> in my house!" Of course, <laughs> acting like a lunatic probably. Helped help that bit. you know yeah, right. most perpetrators think if you're in too much trouble I'm not going to go after you right so so true but the gun probably did not hurt that particular instance yeah it's the one off I guess no no <laughs> I mean no, there's there's situations instances, no question sure yeah I we, always think that I mean growing up in my house if we had a gun that was accessible and it had was loaded the amount of fighting that happened in our house I don't know that someone would have walked out you know like so I I think what do you that, mean oh like I mean we just had. A you think somebody would have... I think you get heated and you get into this moment and there's a loaded gun in the house and, you know... Who knows oh, you think would've someone would have shot somebody? Oh, good 
God, so, it's possible. With, <laughs> really? So in, in instances of domestic violence, right, mm-hmm. exactly. a woman is 21 more times, 21 times more likely, more likely yeah. to die if there is a gun in the, in house. the house. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, wow. Domestic violence is a huge issue. And that's, so if suicide yeah. is two thirds, mm-hmm. what percentage is like that is domestic violence? You have the sheet in front of you. So I, but I didn't, that one I didn't, and I honestly I think I left my phone at home. So, um, do, 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 do. I really was, I was, cause I was trying to not be, you one in five. I'm trying one, to not be political. So one in five. No, that's not political. Women. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, right? Right, exactly. There's a, That's the thing about I mean, a lot homicide, of politics. So, so DV isn't, I don't think DV is broken out in those statistics. It's uh, you, DV? You, What's DV? Domestic, domestic violence. violence. Oh. Oh, you're looking. It's <laughs> I'm a, not it's hip like, to the terms. The, the info is, it's when you go to that Everytown research page, it should be like the top graphic. Isn't it one in five? Um, uh, so devious domestic violence. Um, I mean, just to like give you a few statistics. Yeah, I love statistics because statistics are data. Are, are data. It's exactly. it's not you can't um, be like, well, you're definitely lying. No, it's no, 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 data based. Straight data. data. Yeah. So here's some. Of, here are some of the big ones. So, um, thirty six thousand three hundred eighty three people die in the United States every year from guns. I would like to say that number is most likely much lower than the truth because a lot of times it's not reported. Mm-hmm. People just die and it's, you know. Doesn't so the, also, and that doesn't include maiming or injury. Correct. That okay. is oh, death. Shooting. <clears throat> That's a death. That's an actual death. Um, yeah. Okay. Thank you, Halson. Okay. So, um, okay. So that's domestic violence. So the what I was going to, the. 52 women a month. Yes. 52 women a month. Yep. 52 women a month die or are shot? Die. Jesus. Um, Just oh, in our the country. Category. What That's about what men was... in domestic violence? Because they are victims of violence too. Occasionally, it's not, but they're, it's not suicide is more. Yeah, suicide okay. is more prevalent. So, um, okay, so, so two thirds of those 36,000 plus gun deaths are suicide. Mm-hmm. Of that, 74% are white men. Suicide by gun. Yeah. It's too violent for women. 70, and, and so homicide is more likely to happen to black men. Mm-hmm. Suicide, white men. And if you have access to a gun in your home, mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. three times, times more, more likely, likely to die by suicide. Wow. Than if you don't have access to a gun. That's, we, one that, of the big I mean, things we say, it's the difference between a bad day and a worse day is access to a gun. Access, yeah. Wow. Because... Um, Suicide often is an impulse decision. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of my, like, I don't like to use the word favorite because it's hardly a favorite thing, but like one of my most intense statistics is, so less than 5% of its suicide attempts are successful if mm. you don't use a gun. If uh, you do use a gun, it's 80, 85%. Yeah. Wow. However, 90%, I was just, I talked to my, 10 year old, almost 10 year old and I were talking about this on the way to school because he saw me like researching and he was like, oh, are you going to go do some gun work? (laughs) And I always like it because he always manages to phrase it in the exact opposite Opposite way way. what I'm doing. He's like, are you going to go help with gun violence? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, no. If we could just rephrase. So um, (laughs) that's pretty adorable though. (laughs) So 90% of people who attempt suicide do not 
attempt again. So what that well, says... Well, they're dead. No, or, attempt. Oh, people attempt. who survive. No, they're attempt. So okay. 90% of people who survive a suicide attempt... Got it. ...don't try again. So at what? And so I said to Oliver this morning, what does that tell you? And he goes, it tells me that they didn't really want to die. That's right. right, yeah. And I said, exactly, except if you use a gun... Just more likely to... You're way more likely to die. Right. Or be so, severely maimed. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ugh, it's awful. So access to a gun on a bad day... Right. Will ultimately end in... Albeit domestic violence or self-harm. I'm like... Yes. Either one. Either one. Either one is a bad idea. It's actually... A lot of people come to gun violence prevention because of like the mass shootings you know, mm-hmm. school shootings, things sure. like that get you riled up as moms. It, mm-hmm. it impacts us and we feel it intensely as we kiss our kids goodbye every morning. And, you know, you wonder, is it going to happen? But they're so not likely to happen. That's right. the reality. But right. most people come to this because of that. And then they sit in a room and hear about survivor stories and often realize they are a survivor themselves. Really? How Most so? people don't realize that they're, they're survivors. survivors. How so? How would you, how would you, can you have given an example? Mm-hmm. They realized their father killed themselves by gun when they were 17. Oh, oh, okay. Or, but they didn't think about it because it was suicide. They didn't relate it to the gun, mm-hmm. gun or gun violence in, in a see. sense, even though it's two thirds of the deaths that okay, happened. Okay, that makes sense. And it, also, or, a lot of times people think if it didn't happen to them, it's not an actual, yeah. They're not survivors. Right. You know, like I, I had someone say to me once, you know, a lot, of, a lot of times what will happen to us is at when we're at meetings and stuff like that, people will come up to us and they'll be like, I have a question. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times this has happened to me. <laughs> I have a question. I don't know if I'm a survivor or right. not. And, I, and my whole thing is that is that is for you to determine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is that is a personal private, not private, but that's a personal feeling. Sure. And I'm just here for you. Like I'm here for whatever that looks like to you. And, you know, they'll say, well, I never thought about myself as a survivor, but when I was, this just happened to me recently, when I was 22, 23, um, my best friend's husband shot and killed her and their daughter. Right. Mm. And I, and I, and then you're like, <sighs> you yeah, know, yeah. Um, you know, and, and all of a sudden watching somebody go through this that process, yeah, realization of like, oh, you know, and, yeah. and ever and, and she'll and this person I was you know, and ever since then, I'm terrified of guns and I don't mm-hmm. like to be alone and I have trouble dating right. and I don't trust men and all of these things. And she's like, so maybe I am a survivor. Right. And, you know, that's and a lot of times that's kind of how it comes about is they don't realize that if you they only view being a survivor as like you were shot and lived totally. or impacted in a situation, you know, right. in a shooting situation mm-hmm. or something. My mom. Right. My mom's a survivor, and she never knew it. Oh, yeah? She witnessed as a child um, a murder-suicide. Oh, my God. Out a window. Oh, my God. There was yelling. They were at a friend's house, and all the kids looked out the window, and a man pulled out a gun and killed his wife and himself in front oh of them. Oh, my God. And That's so I, terrible. I grew up knowing that my whole life. She yeah. would talk about it, but this no question impacted her experience as a mom, as a wife, as, you know... A human being. As a human, exactly. Um, As a human being. It's amazing how a label can be the final piece in the Tetris board, right? Or the first piece 
that makes everything crumble. If you just have right. a label and can identify or an what, identity, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. It then this is it can start a healing process or it can do the opposite. Do the opposite, exactly. It can just make things crumble. So it's amazing how the psyche works. How you cope through things, think not aware or maybe not even knowing that you're a survivor of mm-hmm. whatever, of mm-hmm. domestic violence, of mm-hmm. of gun violence, of, you know, mental anguish exactly. caused by another human. And then all of a sudden you go, hold on, wait a minute. That's crazy. I didn't realize that I had that experience also. Right. It, it's it's crazy how your brain works. Um, um, we have, So I'm just going back to what you were saying about domestic violence. Um just I, I misspoke a little bit. So in the U.S., women are 21 times more likely to be killed with a gun than women in other high-income countries. I see. So, um, but with what I was saying before, access to a gun in a domestic violence situation makes it five times more likely that the woman will be killed. Right. Which is still a pretty significant number. Um, and I think, as Halston was saying, in an average month, 52 American women are shot to death by an intimate partner. And many more are injured. Mm. Um, nearly one wi- one million women alive today have been shot or shot at mm. by an intimate partner. Um, and then what I think, going back to what we were just saying, 58% of American adults or someone they care for have experienced gun, gun violence. violence. Right. Yeah. 58%. Over half That's of our country. That's a and lot. So, and it's, it's like... Um, <sighs> You know, all we want to do as parents is we want to keep our family safe. We want to mm-hmm. keep our kids safe. You know, we send our kids to school every day. I was um, just watching an interview with Fred Gutenberg, whose daughter Jamie was killed in Parkland. Aww. And he's like, all I can ever remember, he's like, all I think about all the time is I was rushing her to school in the morning and I didn't tell her I loved her. Mm. And... And I am telling you every single morning. Every single morning. I'm like, I love you. Yep. I love you so much. Don't Do, walk out the Zoe, door. Zoe, come give me a hug. I Zoe, know. I need a hug. Come oh, here. I need a hug. You should, you should see my husband. It's a little bit nutty. <laughs> uh, uh, and it really is because of that. Yeah. yeah. Because of school shootings. He, We just had a big discussion about it in our family the other day because he was like, I think it makes them massively uncomfortable because I make them kiss me goodbye, and I make them say I love you every day. It's not natural for them because it's so forced on them that that he's like, I think that's actually unhealthy. And he cannot not do it. He can't not do it every day. If they're leaving, he will run out the front door to the street in Mm -hmm. his underwear. There's there's (laughs) a YouTube clip that my kids, we love to watch. It's a little little boy. He's probably like four. And his dad's leaving for work. And he's like, I love you, dad. And he's like, I love you, son. He's like, be a good fart man. And he's like, you be a good fart man, too. And they're like going back and forth. And then he's like, bye, buddy. And he walks out the door. And the little boy's playing. And all of a sudden, he goes, didn't say I love my dad. I didn't say I love my dad. Oh, my God. And he's running to the front door. And he's like, I love my dad. I mean, it is. Like, I mean, it's one of our favorites to watch. That's awesome. And it's just, but it's like, sometimes I feel like, Running after Zoe's car, but being like, I, I love, love my daughter. No, uh, Bird has been known to run after the car for right. sure, down I'm all the way down. That. Yeah, to make sure they heard, I love you, yeah. and that he gets it back. He needs it back. He needs right. to hear it back. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty funny, but um, but okay, devil's advocate. Totally. I'm gonna because I like 
trying to find the devil's advocate because I think yeah, that's how you find a solution to any problem or mm-hmm. an answer to any question is you can't just have your own point of view. Right. No, because no, what's no, the no. point no. of that? Nobody else is. And because no. we definitely live in a country where everyone does not have the same point of view. <laughs> no. And that's wonderful. So I can hear people from my hometown saying, well, the things you're describing are because the adult that shot the person has no self-control. Or it's because the adult that shot the person is mentally has mental problems. Mm-hmm. Or the it's the person's problem, not the gun. The gun can't pick itself up and fire. The person is the problem. So maybe you have to deal with the person. That's what I hear people saying. Sure. Right. From where I'm home. What would you say to that? How do you answer that question? Well, I mean, one of the main things we work on is background checks, universal background checks. So if you have a history of domestic violence, if you have a history of criminal violence, I personally feel you should not have access to a gun. Right. So, yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> well, so, do, so do 90 plus percent of Americans. That's the hardest part is that the background check bill is not getting passed right now, even though literally it's like one of the only things everyone agrees on. Right. Right. So why? No- why isn't it getting passed? Do you want to get political? Yeah, that's... <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't uh, so know why. I'll, so I'll tell you why. So I don't know why. Because um, um, Mitch McConnell who controls the Senate, um, will not pass any of the bills right now. It's They've been got, almost 300 days yeah. since a background it's just sitting on his desk. bill was and passed by the House, and it's just sitting on his desk. So and it's been passed by it. the House already, and he won't <clears throat> But he won't why? Touch it. Money. There's what no do you co- mean? I, I think it's money from the NRA. Or the NRA. Oh, NRA is paying Mitch McConnell or someone? Uh, I mean, not like paying him off, but like it, supporting his Funding campaign. Funding his campaigns, yes. Um, I see. And I mean, Mitch McConnell is basically, I mean, he calls himself the Grim Reaper. Yeah. Um, well, that's fancy. Because I want that guy yeah. <laughs> well. taking care of me. It's it's, uh, it's pretty. Again, like I don't I don't want to get political. Like right. I really I do respect that people have different viewpoints and different values and different ideas. I mean, obviously, I have mine. We, you know, I'm sure we all in this room have varying degrees of views on all sorts of issues. Um, I do think this is one of them that, you know, again, another one is the Violence Against Women Act. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of—I mean—it's been around. Bush, 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 Bush yeah. went through it. I mean, all of them. Every—they've yeah. all—they've all passed the Violence Against Women Act, and right. again, he won't. It's just sitting there. Well, they're pass trying it. to pass it, but they put the the violence against—I mean, was it the gun loophole? Mm-hmm. Is that what's so? There's uh, something called yeah. the boyfriend loophole. Yeah. So when so like one of the things that somebody might come back at you and say, "Well, bad guys can't get guns," mm-hmm. right? So. First of all, it's not true, and and we can talk about that in a minute because that has to do with federal laws. So, like California, so the the number one argument that you always hear is, well, Chicago has more gun more guns than anybody, and they, they have, have the Illinois strongest, has some of the strictest yeah. gun law, or Chicago has some of the strictest gun laws ever, but they still have guns everywhere. Well, if you look at a map, Illinois is surrounded by states with some of the least restrictive gun laws anywhere. Mm. So all you have to do is you drive across the state state line, you can buy 10 guns and you just come right on back home. So until we have federally regulated laws, we're all kind of screwed. Yeah, that makes sense. Even here in California, California. Nevada Nevada and Arizona. Arizona. And look at them states surrounding that Chicago state, huh? (laughs) Any hillbillies in any of them states? Might be one or two. One or two in Ohio. (laughs) You know, it's... I think that it's about it's all about like education. Like if so, okay. Here's my story. I like to tell. I'm I'm from California, right? I'm I'm one of those born and raised snowflake liberals. 
except for <laughs> you're I'm, not. I'm not. I was raised very Republican. Um, I have very Republican parents. Yeah. My dad is a gun owner. Yeah. Um, you know, they call me the one that got away. Um, <laughs> except that, interestingly enough, they have three children who did not choose their same political path. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yep. Um, to varying degrees. Um, but, so this is the story I like to tell. Um, growing up, my dad had a gun in his bedside table, loaded, ready to protect the family. Right. We all knew it was there. Um, my parents have always been, I guess I, well, the one thing we never said is Stacy and I both volunteer for, for an organization called Moms Demand Action. Moms Demand Action. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, is there a website? Yep. Oh, yeah. MomsDemandAction.org. Org. 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 Yeah. I um, it was started after the Sandy Hook shootings in 2012. Okay. Um, for anyone who's not familiar, in Sandy Hook, Connecticut, um, 27. Six. six? Yeah. Um, first graders and adults. Six, six teachers. Adults. Well, not all teachers. Principal. Oh, that's her principal. Yeah. Um, were killed. <laughs> and after that, a woman named Shannon Watts had... Yeah was just beside herself. She didn't know what to do. So she started a Facebook group. Um, and here we are. That's we great. We have over 6 million six volunteers million, yeah. across the country. Amazing. We have um, chapters in every single state. And then within the state, there's multiple local groups. So if, and this is not like a, a push, but I will say one of the main groups that we really want to get involved are gun owners. Right. We want gun owners to be a part of our organization. Right. We want gun owners to volunteer with us because we need people to understand that we are not anti-gun. Right. We are not trying to take your guns away. We just want our babies to be safe. Right. We want our families to be safe. Our families, yeah. Well, I think the problem with gun safety is the rational people are already pretty safe. Is is people no? You don't think well, so? Well, so here, okay. So let me finish She's, my story. Yeah, is that pretty safe? Her family. So my, you are, you are, hundred yeah. percent. So here's my, so my parents, uh-huh. <clears throat> while they, you know, they, they t- they're proud of the work I do in a, in a general sense, and yeah, you know, but my dad w- would always sort of like, you know, a little crazy, you know, yeah, yeah, and um, and he always talked about how safe he was. Yeah, he was such a safe gun owner, such a safe <laughs> gun owner. And I was having a conversation with my brothers. I have two younger brothers. They're like, we play with dad's gun all the time. We took it out. We played with it. Tossed it back and forth. Showed it to our friends. Fully loaded. Yeah. And I called my, my mom. And my mom had always been, my mom is a, you know, she supports my dad in all, all, all things. And I said to her, you know, she was always very adamant, like, well, our house was always safe. And I said, did you know that Mikey and Ben played with dad's gun? No, they didn't. I go, no, they did. I had a whole conversation with my brother's wife about it. She goes, what? And I said, yeah, many times throughout their lives, we all knew where that gun was. She goes, oh, I forgot about that. And I said, we are so lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That nobody no got killed. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or hurt, or hurt badly. Or anything. Or that shot a friend. Yeah. Shot, I mean, yeah. Who, who knows totally. what actually, you know, throughout the years. And my my mom was literally like dumbstruck. Like she just was so, she had always considered herself 
they were safe gun safe owners. Guns. Right. They were responsible gun owners. Mm-hmm. And the number of times that people have said to me, no, my gun is totally safe. It's on a high shelf <laughs> in a shoebox. My right. kids have no idea. The kids have no idea. Yeah. To anybody who is listening, your children know, know where your exactly guns are. where they are. Yeah. And, and they know and how I to know, get to them. And I know you're thinking to yourself right now, not my kid. Mm-hmm. Right. Your kid knows. knows just like they Always. know where you hid the candy. Yep. Right. Right. That they Halloween do. candy. I, the other day mm-hmm. I was in our guest room <laughs> and I like spotted something on this. Like I kind of was like straightening up and there was like a little bucket ah, filled busted. with wrappers. Halloween candy wrappers busted. because they were empty. And I was like, <laughs> that's funny. And all, And I remembered, by the way, I had put that bucket on a high shelf in the pantry. Yeah. Behind like an unopened box of mm-hmm. like brownie mix, like an extra thing. Yep. Guess what? They found it. It was found. It was found. Yep. It was hidden under a bed. Yeah. Happy as clams eating their <laughs> Skittles. How funny. So that's you know, funny, but not the point you're making. Um, yeah, I know when my when I was a kid, my dad and my mom handled this the same way. And you know, they were divorced. So I find it interesting they handled their guns with me in the same way. They showed me where they were. They told me, they showed me where all of them were. And they told me they were all loaded. And they told me not to touch them. And this is why. This is very serious. This is not a game. This is not a joke. You do not touch these ever under any circumstances. If someone's breaking in the house, you do not touch these. This is an adult item only, and someone could be killed. And I never fucking touched any of them. Not that that's the right way to handle it. Right. But it at least my yeah. parents had that conversation with me and said, here's the pistol mm-hmm. between the mattress and the box spring. Oh here's the rifle. We have the other one in the drawer. No jumping on the bed. No jumping on the bed. If you jump on the bed, there may be fireworks. Leanne now knows why the number one rule in the house was no jumping on the bed. Exactly. You might lose a toe if you jump on the bed. But... I say that because I think that some parents might think, oh, that, well, that, I'll, that'll work. I'm just going to sure. tell them where they all are, tell them they're load them, loaded, tell them not to touch them. I think I was a, a one off. Like yeah. I was a kid that went. You seem like you were a good, a good a, kid, a rule follower. Rule, I was yeah. a rule follower and I also got spanked. Sure. So, you know, that punitive, the, the threat of any spanking, yeah. I wasn't going to do it. Because uh, I didn't like getting spanked. It was not super fun. So, um, so what are you laughing at? You <laughs> probably not, got spanked too. I grew up in you? a spanking house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I, uh, I did too. Again, yeah. you guys, I grew up in California, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in my own In the version. secret part. I grew up in the but secret But you tell my kids, don't touch that. What's, I mean, they they can't. My, ki- my kids are... Well, also, firearm suicide for teenagers oh, is up really high. high. So... So a lot of things for teenagers is up really high. Yeah. Anxiety, suicide in general, right. social media, stress. So imagine now yes, that exactly. you are, um, you have all this information. You know, your parents trust you. You're a real good kid. Um, but it won't matter because you'll be a, over. Exactly. You've had a real bad day. Yeah. yeah. And you got you're a bad like, you grade on what? your test and you're upset and you feel like you're not going to get into the college you want to. And We have a, de- a dear friend of ours whose brother came home and killed himself with a gun yeah. because his girlfriend broke up with him. Oh. And he just didn't think it was going to get any better. This was a kid, scholarship to college, mm-hmm. right. star athlete, like beloved family, 
loved by everyone. I mean, this story is is a regular occurrence that we hear all the time. So back to my devil's advocate question. Oh, wait, sorry, yes, did because I, that did I answer it. I think I don't think we did. Okay. So then someone would say, well. I would imagine someone with an opposing point mm-hmm. of view would say, well, then that kid was going to do it anyway. Or that kid, again, with the, the if there's, the problem so, is not the gun, the problem is the person but, making the so choice. So back to, to my statistic. Access yes. to the gun. Yes. It, so yeah. going back to my statistic, 85% of suicide attempts by a gun are successful. Right. Whereas only 5% with other without ones. a gun. So maybe you're right. That kid may have been like, I'm going to go swallow a bottle of Tylenol. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Except that if you swallow a bottle of Tylenol, you have time. You're not going to feel so good. Yeah. Yeah. But as long as. And you have time. You have a lot of time. Right. Yeah. It's instantaneous. Um, even if you, you know, without getting into all graphic details, but other ways that you might attempt suicide, you have time. Right. If you have there's access thought. to a gun, there's planning. There's no exactly. time. It's an impulse, Instant. right? Right. If you need to go find where the pills are and. See how many are there, and maybe you want to figure out how long, how many you I need, and you know, find the like guns are, psh, yeah, and it's um, mm-hmm. and I think that the excuse of like, well, it's gonna happen anyway, right? So, car accidents are gonna happen no matter what, right? Yeah, doesn't mean we don't wear seatbelts, yeah, yeah, right? It doesn't mean we don't take driver's ed, right? Doesn't mean we don't have licenses, right? Um, what's interesting is there's some people in this world that I talk to when I mm-hmm. go back home that still don't wear seatbelts. That, yep. that, that is the, that is the outliers that sure. are never going to comply. They're never going to put their gun in a safe. Sure. Not ever. And I, that we can't stop every, everybody, right? Exactly. Oh, here comes trouble. <laughs> what? Uh, nothing. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, you're not. Relaxing okay. Bed. Okay. Should I? You can just leave her. Um, did the, did delivery come? No. Okay. All right, have a great spin class. This is Stacy. Stacy, my husband, Bert. Hi, how are you? Good. Sorry, you just have to see me in my pervert britches. It's all right. I know. My dad calls those pervert britches. That's amazing. <laughs> His spin shorts are, he's wearing those pervert britches. I don't know why he walks out of the house those pervert britches. Pervert britches. I'm like that. It's because you I mean, can see I want to pervert britches. That's the best thing I've Oh, Jimmy Kemp, when right? he goes on a hike in overalls when he comes here. Right? He's pretty, he's, he's pretty Leon, country Leon's guy. dad comes to town and he's like, what am I going to fix? That's right. Oh, yeah. What am I going to build? We were at the what am I gonna make? elementary to school. Yeah, we would we work fix? at the elementary school all day in the farm. Oh, we built it. benches. I was walking the dog the other day by the kinder gate on, on the yeah. street. And I saw the benches my dad built. Mm. How many years ago? Probably seven years ago he bent all he built all these benches that were were originally for the farm to sit outside mm-hmm. the farm so you could sit outside the farm and watch the animals and that we painted them like red and yellow and green and i was like oh my daddy built those yeah. benches that's so cool that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> so cool um, so so go, okay so going go, there's no that's so, what frustrates so me so there's no disputing the fact but that's in everything in yeah, life it is in there's everything always going to be people that don't follow the rules that's right, right. and but it doesn't mean we don't have rules right totally it, oh totally murder is against the law right yes we punish it we do all the things to prevent it doesn't mean people don't still get murdered right right but it's not like we're gonna be like well murder for everybody yeah you know? no, no no yeah. totally so we still have we still have to have and i think that like that's such a common um I, I call it an NRA talking point, right? Yes. Like bad people are still going to, 
We need yes. to protect ourselves. I that's why I brought it up. The devil's 100%. advocate. Because the guy with there the gun are theory. So guy many the, people. Yeah. There's a great video called the good. <laughs> there's a great so there's a it's a it's called the good guy with the gun or something like that and it's basically like you, how do you identify yeah the Who's good the guy good with guy? the gun right so at the um in El Paso Texas right mass shooting that happened in the church mm-hmm. no um the school or the church uh, no the El Paso Walmart oh okay so what, yes that's the, so the story I'm talking so <sighs> El Paso Walmart m- mass mass shooting yeah. right yeah mm-hmm. um there was a man in the store who was armed. Right. He was black. He took out his gun to try oh, yeah. to be helpful. Yeah. And all of a sudden realized, I'm going to get myself killed. fucking killed. Yeah. Right. So he quickly, what do you say? Shouldered. Holstered, holstered, holstered his shoulder. gun. What is shoulder? And he started, I made that up. He started saving people instead. And started right? saving people instead. Yeah. Mm. And um, was he going to try to shoot the shooter? He was going to try to help. Yeah. And he realized, what the hell am I going to do against right. a man showing- with this assault weapon? Right. Yeah. Right. Military style weapon. Military grade weapon. And then police show up and don't know who the shooter is. Or maybe there's two shooters. Right. So they're going to try to take both of them out. So right. this guy, he puts himself, you know, a target on himself by pulling his gun out. Yeah, totally. The good, the, guys, the good guys don't wear badges. Right. right. They don't, or they, or I mean, sometimes they do. But yeah. like in a, in a general situation, you have no way of knowing who's good and who's, who's bad. Who's good. good and who's that bad. That makes sense. Yeah. And so... Um, and also remember, it, there's multiple instances where like off-duty police officers, um, Pulse nightclub, for example, oh, yeah. the first person they killed was the security guard. Right. So this idea that we have in our head that like we're going to be the good guy with the gun. Right. It's like, it's just unrealistic. Also, what right. is it? A, cops hit their target 30% yeah. of the times. And these are trained... trained. Trained professionals right. that do this daily. Right. So a random person on the street that pulls out their gun. I, You're way I don't more trust that situation. I'm sorry. So I think really, really, we live in a delusion, right, mm-hmm. of what it looks like to be a gun owner and how you can protect yourself as a rare person that actually can protect themselves on their homestead or on mm-hmm. their property, which is what most people say they own a gun for is to protect mm-hmm. my property. That's really so very unrealistic that you should either not own a gun or or not rely on a gun for that. Unless, right. I mean, I feel like if you have exorbitant amounts of training consistently and you feel comfortable, I mean, my, my husband's family were farmers in Nebraska and Texas, you know, they had to have guns to protect their farm and their yeah. livestock. Same, so, my grandfather. Yeah, exactly. Same. Mm-hmm. So I think there are there are reasons to own a gun. Totally. Yeah. No question. Yeah, valid, you no know, question. There's no reason to own it. This is my opinion. There is no reason for me to own a gun in Los Angeles. I feel the same way. There's I no don't reason. Feel safe. I would not feel safer with one in my house. No, my gun, I got my 38 for my 21st birthday. I was living in Georgia sure. and that was my gift from my stepfather. He gave me a 38 because I was old enough to have 38. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to get rid of it as a gift for that reason, exactly. right? I still have my BB gun from when <laughs> I was a kid. But um, the guns Bert bought, I actually didn't want him to buy 
first of all, because he's never owned a gun. And <laughs> and I believe if you don't grow up owning guns, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And unless you go through a serious training, like if you go to police academy or you go through some real serious training, mm-hmm. I don't think I've been shooting guns since I was seven years old. Mm-hmm. And that's part of my culture. And right. we had 250 head of cattle and we... Right. shot coyotes and we you know part of your culture it was part of how we were when we went camping we brought a gun because there was always something that there was the all these poison snakes that we mm-hmm. would shoot you know and we never I, we weren't a hunting family but we did use gun for protection mm-hmm. um but not against people right, right. it was against like wildlife yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um so Obviously, I learned to shoot a gun when I was seven. And anything you learn, if you learn tennis when you're seven, right. it's you nice. know, yeah. if you learn snow skiing when you're seven, it's very different than when you learn it when you're 30 mm-hmm. or 40. Yep. It's it's and in some ways it is a sport like shooting, not not the gun violence part is not a sport. Right. But the act of of shooting a gun at a target is something that comes very naturally to kids that are introduced to it when they're mm-hmm. younger. Really? Yeah. So when he went to buy a gun, he has an interesting story. He actually, this is a, ended up being a joke in his special that's coming out in March. So along with me and my PTA mom, <laughs> we are, that's the next special. <laughs> okay. That's not this special. He just wrote that. It's really funny. I, I mean, I should really made him funny. tell me. You should make him tell you. Um, and he doesn't have a show in LA, so you can't really see Oh, it. really? <laughs> he oh, may change no. your name. It's just about him running against you in the PTA. Oh, uh, really? I thought it would be really funny. To, I was running unopposed for PTA. Yeah, of course you were. Because, well, uh, trust me, everyone runs unopposed. Like I wish, I wish we didn't. And Bert, like at the last minute, like thought Decided. it'd be really funny to be like, I'm going to run against her. That's he had awesome. someone nominate him. Yeah, and then he stood and up and he like, said something Bert. ridiculous about Jenna. Yeah, I in the it. joke, he says something really ridiculous about you, and then you go, "Well, but I," uh, and then put your foot in your <laughs> mouth, and he goes, "I, I, uh, I rescind," and then you get elected. It's really funny the way he writes it, but it really happened. Where he was like, "Hey, nominate me," uh-huh. and then the friend next to him was like, "I nominate Burt Kreischer," and Jenna's oh face God. was worth was like one million dollars. Right her face now. was like, "What? What? Bert. What's happening here?" Right. Because we were actually fifth grade parents leaving the school. He right. couldn't even have been elected. Right. Oh, we weren't even okay. going to be there the next year. It was all a farce. <laughs> but anyway, Bert's driving um, down Burbank Boulevard and he sees. Oh, oh yeah. And he goes, Still there. Yeah. hold on. You can buy a gun here. Oh, yeah. Only in Burbank. <laughs> Turns around and he goes, I'm going to try and buy a gun. So he goes in and goes, hey, I want to buy a gun. And the guy goes, you're in my place. What do you want? What do you want it for? And Bert was like, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know anything about guns. I don't know what I want. And the guy told him what he wanted and sold him what he wanted. And then when, <laughs> when so, he's so asking he, me. he bought the gun and walked out with it that day? No. No, okay. No, no, no. Okay. He ordered the gun or whatever you have to do. And there's a process he had yep. to go through. Mm-hmm. Going through the process, right? The whole time I'm saying, I really don't want you to own this gun. You don't know how what to do with a gun. You have never had a gun. He shot guns before at like a shooting range. Right. But he's never been in any kind of gun culture. He grew up in Tampa. Right. You know? Stan's a lawyer. He's not, he's not going to be in a gun. There's no gun. He was in a gated community. He has no guns. He's playing golf. He's not right. shooting guns. So I was super uncomfortable with this. And he wasn't listening to me. But he finally in the process said, no, I'm testing the system. So I want to see if I can really get a gun. Sure. Right. So he goes to pick up his gun. And they said... Sorry, man, we can't give you your guns. And he goes, why? 
what do you mean? Why? And he goes, um, well, your wife is on all your utility bills. Name uh, Her name is on all your utility bills, and we can't prove that you live where you live, where you say you live. Huh. So I can't oh give you God. your gun. And he was like, I am so relieved. Thank God. <laughs> because I didn't actually want the gun. That's But that's I was trying yeah. to see how the system worked. Go. Go. Yeah. Way to for, be for res- doing a responsible Correct. Maybe we exactly. should bleep out. Let's beep out. Okay. Because the guy says, oh, you're getting your guns. Oh. This is how we're going to do it. <sighs> Call your wife and tell her to lease a room in your house to you. She can just download a standard lease, lease it to you, and you can have your guns. Because now I've proved where you live. That is a lot of work just to get a gun, too, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> so... I, I I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't right. want to do that. I'm not doing that. He called me and I was like, we're at full occupancy. Sorry. <laughs> totally ran it up. Uh, wrong number, wrong number. Um, section eight, you know, so, but I ended up doing it anyway. And he got the gun. He got a nine millimeter and a shotgun. And I was like, I know how to handle both of those guns. So, okay. So he starts playing with the gun like a toy. And I'm like, dude, this is not a toy. I am going to take the gun away from you. First thing he does is he loses the clip for the nine millimeter. So it's completely useless. It is a gun without a clip. You can't even put a bullet in it. I mean, you can't. So he puts it in his nightstand. And when he goes out of town, I hide it. And I hid it and it stayed hidden forever. He didn't remember that he put it there? No, he couldn't find it. And he kept saying, where's my gun? And I kept saying, I until you can show me that you can act responsibly, you cannot have it. You can't just lay when, a gun in your nightstand. This? A couple years ago. Okay. I was like, I I can't function. This makes me so unnerved. Hey, you have kids in the house. Yeah. Oh, he would lay the gun. Totally unloaded. No clip. Can't even find the clip. Still can't find the clip. He has okay. no idea where the clip is. So it's a useless gun because you can't put a bullet in it. Right. But he would lay it in the nightstand with the muzzle pointing toward his pillow. And I would just walk in and be like, oh oh my God, just the visual. I I can't have that in my house. And I kept saying, I cannot have this happening in my house. So the first time he went out of town, I hit it. I took it. Good for you. And he never found it. I said, you can have it back when you buy a safe. Yeah. So he bought a safe. And it's in the thumbprint safe. And I'm like, now you can have it. And it's right next to his pillow. It still has no clip. In the Wait, safe with no clip. With no clip. Because <laughs> he can't. He, he, no, he loses everything. He loses his car keys constantly. Of course he lost the clip. He lost the clip within the first like two days. Oh and then he couldn't put the bullets in the clip anyway because it, it hurt his fingers. <laughs> so he's the worst gun owner on the planet. He talks. He jammed it. He Well, he jammed the shotgun. He was like. Yeah. He loaded it, and then he went, well, how do you get the bullet out? And I'm like, you get fucking pull the trigger, you stupid ass. Like, <laughs> what do you think? How do you get the bullet out? You can't have a gun. This right. is why I'm saying you cannot have a gun. So you should not have been allowed to walk out of that place without right. some kind of education. Some training, so, understanding yes. how to own a gun. That, to me, is the most so my, reckless. It's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. It mind-boggling. So epic fail. Yeah. The system was an epic fail. It's, the system we is thought it was working when they said you can't have your gun and you were like phew and then <laughs> i was i was like thank god and then they said oh you're getting it <clears throat> well it's it's like <sighs> we would never give someone a car no 
I mean, without no. teaching them how to drive. My, I was raised no. every time I got behind the wheel learning to drive. My dad, you are in a 2,000 right. pound weapon. Killing machine. <laughs> you are in a killing machine, Stacy. So, you know, we spent hours in, you know, a school parking lot right. learning how right. to drive. Right. Well, not just that. Now. Yeah. Now. I don't know if you don't have kids driving. Got, no, they're, they're not driving. driving. Yeah. Getting that. Yeah. They have to drive 50 hours logged with an adult before they can get their driver's license. So when they get their permit, Fantastic. they have they are required by law to have six hours of professional driving school. Mm. Must. They have to have two hours of the professional driving school before they can drive with an adult. So she can't drive with me until she's had her two hours. And then she has to do four more hours minimum and 50 hours driven logged before she can even go take her driver's test. I think that is amazing. Amazing. And 50 hours is a big ticket for me to have to fulfill. Sure. Right. But at the end of the day, if she's driven that long. You feel safe giving her the keys. I feel better. I don't right. feel no. safe. Well, no. safer. I feel yeah. safer. <laughs> I feel better. I feel like, okay, she's at least got some stuff. But yet they, no education was offered to him, to right. my knowledge. I mean, you look at other countries. For the, him. You know, what is it? Japan, there's an entire year of training. Yes. An entire year of training before you can be given so, a gun. Amazing. Amazing. Exactly. And look how many... Gun but deaths the problem also is problem with a lot of gun deaths besides the suicide mm-hmm. and the ones you're talking about the ones that happen on the street is those guns probably aren't legal anyway or they're not legally owned or they're not with the legal owner or they're so circling right, back so, you know where a lot of them are from stolen stolen from homes yeah, yeah right they're not yeah they're stolen from, from guns that are not that are not locked up locked so up here exactly. we are you know yeah yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I keep not addressing the mental health issue yeah yeah and, okay. I, and I really want to address it so yeah. one of the biggest laws that are we're trying to pass federally right now are called red flag laws mm-hmm. in california it's called the gun violence restraining order mm-hmm. other states it's called um extreme risk R- protection order mm-hmm. yeah but the overall word is they're called red flag laws okay. 17 states have them right now including california it's one of the biggest things the nra is fighting and i'm gonna tell you what it is tell me <laughs> and tell me why they're fighting it because don't well. you think this is my this is my head scratcher for the nra yeah don't you think they want, don't you think members of that organization have been victims of or survivors of gun, gun violence? violence? So why do they resist gun safety? The members don't. Yeah. NRA members. Then who is, who is the quote NRA that's the, stopping the, everybody? The money. The board. Yeah. The heads. They've, the ones who make the decisions. But why? They, it's, they call what's it slippery, their motivation? slippery they call slope. It a slippery, the slippery slope. slippery slope, you know. You, it's get, not you take a slippery one slope. Thing. Oh, well, exactly. I know that. We you know, know that. that. And so do NRA members. I mean, right. like, most of them we talk want to NRA members <laughs> yeah. all the time. All the time. And they're like, we don't know. I mean, do you know how many NRA members have left the NRA because of this? Really? Yeah. Because Especially they're, against they're background like, checks we're and yeah. responsible gun owners. Like, we want all of this, we want safety. We don't want to be stigmatized as these right. bad people. Right, right. You know, the NRA for the, I think the first time in like their, I'm going to say this incorrectly, but like their their view in society is just plummeting. Plummeting, yeah. Oh, I see. Um, their funding Public is drying opinion. up. Right, yeah. Their people aren't joining. So if they don't make the change, they're going to die. They have, and they have, right. and we don't get it. Like we're like, so going back to these red yeah, flag yeah. laws. So sorry, here you are. You are, you know, I'm Jenna. I'm a gun owner. Okay. I have two guns in my home. I mean, I'm not, I'm giving you an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we, my husband and I have these guns. We're, we're protecting ourselves and you know, we're doing it all right. And all of a sudden I noticed that my husband 
is acting kind of fucking weird. And he's maybe angry. He's maybe threatening me. Maybe he's threatening other people. Something is amiss. Yeah. And it's bad. And I can tell that it's bad. Yeah. Um, I can go to my local law enforcement and, and ask them to take away his weapons. That's fabulous. For a period of time. 30 right. days. Uh-huh. Then he appears before a judge. And after 30... And, and again, yeah. I can't be like, my husband pissed me off and I want you to take away his guns. Yeah. There is a... There is a process right. where you need to demonstrate right. that there is a valid reason okay. that this person, male or female, Anyone, shouldn't yeah. have access to a weapon. And by the way, suicide is a... Do you know how many suicide deaths have been prevented from red flag laws? Mm-hmm. Really? Because remember... Because it's that instantaneous. It right. just takes one minute. Mm-hmm. So if that gun is not available, you may rethink. Right. Or you may give yourself the gift of time, whatever it is. And so the gun is taken away for a period of 30 days. Then they have to go before a judge. It's all on the up and up. It's so beneficial. It's just about pumping the brakes. I think in our society today, we don't pump the brakes on anything. Anything. Everything's instant. I've said this story on this podcast before, but someone was saying this little girl in a local high school got kicked out of the high school because she took pictures of her boobs. She was 13 and sent it to, you know, like four boys who then sent it to four boys Mm -hmm. each, who then Mm -hmm. sent it to four boys each and so on and so on. And the person was like, you know, it's not like in our day, if we wanted to take pictures of our boobs, we had to find a camera, (laughs) find the film, get it developed, get it developed, developed, get yelled at by the one photo place who wouldn't give us the pictures back. Look at the picture. And in that process, you had them to go, huh, maybe it's a bad idea. Maybe I shouldn't give those pictures Yeah, but everything nowadays is click, done. Instant gratification. Oh, I'm out of laundry detergent. Click, done. Mm -hmm. Oh, I need to, you know, get dinner for tonight. Click, Click, done. done. Everything is so instant. That we don't, I think sometimes we don't really enjoy or sure. see the value of pumping the brakes. I'm just saying, a let's just process hold one second yeah. and see what else we can figure out here. Mm-hmm. Even about dinner, mm-hmm. you know, hold on, let's look, I've got a freezer full of shit. Yeah. Exactly. 15 more minutes just, and I'll have food. You can pull it exactly. out. Yeah. yeah. We've become that as a culture, which is really really a shame, I guess, in some ways. It's really nice to go click laundry detergent, but... of course. But I, we now know that like Amazon is like one of like the worst contributors to the environment. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. And I mean, it, uh, that is something I've tried really hard to like rein in because I, oh, I'm the worst. I'm like, click, click, bite now, bite oh, now, I am bite too. now, bite yeah, now. 100%. And, and, and I finally and buy it had to be like, must stop. Or at least just like package them together. You know, like, I mean, yeah. you can like have them all come next Tuesday on mm-hmm. your one day. So you don't have 20 deliveries between now and next Tuesday. I just saw this um, packaging. I don't know why they don't do something like this. It's like a shrink wrap package that's bubble wrap, mm-hmm. but it's all made out of corn. Yeah. So it all disintegrates like in expensive. six weeks. It's because it's expensive, yeah. right? Well, but I would, well, I can't speak for everybody, but I would pay two sure. bucks for and shipping. a little extra, exactly. To get that in that and no know question. that that was a biodegradable item so that when I threw it in the garbage six weeks from now, it would be back it's into gone compost yeah. or mm-hmm. whatever it goes into but i just saw that in a magazine and i was like that's brilliant and they had like a swell you can make it any size mm-hmm. you want you just and then the technology exists yeah. it totally does and there's a lot of corn out there it's a lot so of corn out there. Can, a lot of corn byproducts make, a lot of exactly my daddy make it happen. my daddy's the best 
to talk about my daddy again. <laughs> to shoot to a different topic. My dad. No, no pun intended. Yeah, exactly. Only, right. Sorry, sorry. Shoot. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, 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 it's part, part of our once culture. You're, once you're yeah. aware of it, you you'll realize it how much gun language is part oh, of so our Oh, it's so funny you say that. This so morning, much. I said, my daughter, and in a text message, my daughter said, I said, I got to pick my daughter up after she's going to play tomorrow night. And then she has to be at softball at 730 Sunday morning. And I was like, my daughter's be at softball at 730 Sunday morning. Somebody shoot me. And I went, yeah. hold on. I'm mm-hmm. doing a gun, I'm doing <laughs> a gun safety in yep. like 15 minutes. Delete. Right. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> but it's true. And once you're Everything. aware of it, it's yeah. like when you get a new car and all of a sudden you're like, why does everybody drive the same, same car as me? Yeah. yeah. But you'll what, start hearing. Em- you'll start I mean. hearing now. It's constant. Shoot yeah. me an email. Yeah. yeah. Um, shoot know. me in the head. Mm-hmm. This sucks. Even you not know. even shoot, but there's like target. You shot yourself in the foot. Target. You're such a, yeah. you know, he's a target. Like, mm. They're so, it's it's constant. You'll notice it now and you'll laugh. Crazy. Mental health. Sorry. We okay. don't need to hear about yeah. my daddy. So, Mental no, health. But, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> but GVROs, red flag laws, ERPOs, these are sort of the, the GBROs. GV, gun, gun violence restraining orders. Okay. That's what, they can't make it easy and call yeah. it the same thing everywhere. everywhere. So some states. Because they can't make it federal. Um, co- correct. So, that's the, so again, this is what's sitting. Another bill. Another bill sitting in the Senate. That was passed bipartisan right. support. That's another um, p- fight against what's state and what's federal they, pe- that people like to do. And I don't understand. Safety should just be federal. Healthcare right. should just be federal. federal. I mean, right. doesn't I, everybody want healthcare? Yeah. I think so. Everybody wants gun safety. Yeah. So everybody the, wants mental health services. Right. Yes. So, so the, the mental health part of this is um, that in multiple mass shootings, including Parkland, uh, including uh, Daytona, I mean, South Carolina, uh, South Carolina. Them, yeah, people called and reported the person. He's gonna do Prior. something. Mm-hmm. Oh. He's gonna do something bad. He's threatening to kill people. Reported to who? The police. The police. It, it, it actually the California gun violence restraining order started because of the um, Chula Vista, Isla Vista, Isla Vista, Isla Vista. The family, the parents called. Yep. The police saying, "My son is going to do something," and they he could, has a gun. He has he a wants gun to go kill people, and they could not do anything. And they were like, "Sorry, why could they not do anything?" Because these laws were not in place. Correct. The laws are not in place, and there was no physical harm yet. Nothing bad had happened yet. So it's just like the medical medical field. No right. prevention. No prevention. No prevention. Exactly. And mm-hmm. and we know prevention is the best cure. Cure. Yeah. We have. Um, there's also what's called the boyfriend loophole. Right. So. <clears throat> if if my husband beats the shit out of me and I report him and file a report and he's considered now you know has committed domestic violence, he cannot get a gun. Right. But if my boyfriend of 37 years who lives in my home and we have five kids and share our bills and share a house and blah, 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 all the same thing, doesn't no. apply. Why the boyfriend loophole? It's the blue boyfriend loophole. That's part of the reason that that's, the Violence Against Women Act can't right. get passed because that is in. But wait a minute. That's yeah. saying if he's your husband, he has permission to hit you. No, no, no. no. The I'm opposite. Confused. If he's your husband, he doesn't have permission. So if he's your um my uh, if you're if you're convicted of domestic violence, yes. and you're married, yes, you cannot buy a gun. Okay. If you're not married, you can. You can. Correct. Even Got if you've been in a okay. relationship for 10, 15 years. Even if you're 
quote, common law, sure. even though that doesn't exist in a lot of states. Yeah. So the theory, I mean, anyone convicted of domestic violence. Well, that's violence stupid. Shouldn't be able Anybody to convicted of domestic violence should. Anyone so convicted of violence should. Should not should have, be able have to access. Even if the violence didn't involve a gun. Exactly. They still shouldn't be able. They're violent. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they didn't have a gun. That's right. why they didn't use a gun. Right. <laughs> They're still violent people. They were waiting. But, I mean, this is this is large. Like these these two, like the background check bill and mm-hmm. and red flag laws. These are two huge laws that have been passed by the House and are just sitting on McConnell's desk and will not get looked at. And because of money and because of bipartisan issues, obviously. But what I what a, what our organization that we volunteer for does a lot is is work on the state and local level as well. So in our school's district, um, Moms Demand Action, yeah. we were able to get safe storage gun facts sent out to all of LAUSD. Oh, that's great. So, you know, small things like that can impact hundreds of people, thousands totally. of people. Um, the state of Virginia just got a, you know, gun sense majority, a silly law that I cannot believe someone would vote against. Sorry to make it political, <laughs> but to require at-home daycare centers to have to have any guns in that at-home daycare to be stored. People voted against that. What? It's hard to, if you <laughs> heard, stupid. If you heard some really of the stupid. things that people voted against, you'd be like, you're, you're lying. No, no. Like there are, true. Things, there are things like that I'll hear and I'm like, that's a lie. You're punking me no, right now. It's no. real. That's it crazy. It ultimately did get passed because enough, well, it, it, I think it's passed through um, like tabling and now it's moving on to, but but that's crazy. Just crazy. So then what I, What is the motivation not to pass that? Like how, It's the same thing. It's the money. slippery slope. They feel like any laws are going to prevent someone's ability. I don't know how you can see that as a slippery slope. I, I don't know. either. It's, a, it's a, a center that cares for children. Mm-hmm. If you have a loaded firearm, it should definitely be locked up. Period. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or unloaded firearms or should unloaded, be locked up. Exactly. And also, by the way, if you, anyone listening... Send your child to a daycare center. You should ask. You should ask. Right. Mm-hmm. If they have any guns in the daycare center and if they are, where are they stored? How are they stored? Um, if you, Especially if you're in a rural state, mm-hmm. um, you know, you yeah. may be a responsible gun owner, but that doesn't mean Everyone where you're is. sending your children or putting your children. Are, and, and little kids are curious. Yes. And they're climbers. And playful. And mm-hmm. there's also a misconception that little kids can't pull triggers. Yeah, yeah, that, that's not true. And that is not true. No, that's not true. I don't believe that at all. They could uh, drop a gun and it go off. Yeah, 100%. They misfire, they misfire all the time. All it's, the time. It, there's all different... Co- the, 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 the thing that I don't understand is why take the chance? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why not err on the side of caution? Exactly. Wear your seatbelt. Everything in your life, yes. Mm-hmm. Wear your seatbelt. Brush your teeth twice a day, you right? know? Why not? Why not? What's it cost you? Lock your front door. Two minutes in the morning, Mm -hmm. two minutes at night to not have gum disease or tooth decay or cavities or... uh, It doesn't cost you anything, really, but two minutes. And the same with putting a gun in a safe. It doesn't cost you anything. You're not losing anything. No. You're just keeping it safe. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to know, like, what what else... Because I do think it's so important to... I spend a lot of time on Twitter. Yeah. Talking about gun safety. And one of the things that I try super hard to do is to always be sort of reasonable. Yeah. And I try to listen. Yeah. Right? Because 
there are people out there that are coming at you just to be an asshole. But like yeah, for totally. the most part, like these are people with deep held beliefs, uh-huh. right? That feel very strongly. And um, and I think it's important to honor that. Totally. And I think it's important to engage. I, I always like to say nobody's mind was ever changed because you were a dick. Yeah. No, that's very true. Right? <laughs> Like, although on Twitter, most people think it is. <laughs> on Twitter, most people disagree. It's hell. It's Twitter a is permission to, to unload. To be sure. a jerk. Yes. And, and no. that. No. See? See? Per- unload. Unload. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more about the male genitalia. There you go. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> um, That's who I live with. It's right. not a gun shooter. It's a shooter of a different kind. There you but, go. But uh, no, yeah, it's um, it's a place to unload. It's a place to, to dump and to shit on people because you yeah. feel shitty about your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate because, you know, I was just, I started working out with this trainer and he's really fucking amazing. And uh, yesterday we trainer. were talking about um, about how people deal with their bullshit, mm-hmm. right? He said most people had rather embrace their bullshit and try to work with it then eliminate it. Mm-hmm. Because eliminating it, they think is harder work, but it's actually hard work just for the moment. And then when it's gone, you got no work. Now you got room to do other work. And I was like, that's so true. And I think with the people on Twitter, they're un- they don't they're they're pulling all this bullshit out without being willing to look at their own bullshit and go, Correct. why no is this question. happening? Why am I feeling so shitty that I have to attack Jenna right. yeah. about whatever, reasonable or not, not to discount their feelings. Sure, but no, no, no. I walk away all the to, time. Yeah. No, I walk away. I walk away yeah. all the time. Bert, Bert gets so upset. Like Bert posted this really cute picture of me and him when we first started dating, like the first Aww. two months of us dating. It was eighteen years ago, and he looks amazing. He's like really thin. He's got this big bicep, and he's <laughs> gorgeous. And and I. I look like me, but, you know, 20 pounds lighter and 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 20 years younger. And someone the posted. Cutest person ever. Well, yeah. I don't know. But someone posted, so Leanne's always looked 50. And Bert <gasps> was so upset. And I was like, I don't give a shit what that guy said. Clearly, I have not always looked 50. Right, 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 right. Clearly, I did not look 50 when I was 30. Yeah, so whatever. Why would you awful. even give that one second of your bandwidth? Oh, no. You, you That's have nothing to, to do let, with me. I block. <laughs> I block and report constantly. Do you all the time? I report and people constantly. I'm like, tell me more about how you're feeling. <laughs> I'm, I, I mean, I will. No, I, I step away all the time, time. But like, I know it's it's usually not. But like every so often, you get someone who's like. Thanks for talking to me. No one ever talks to me. Yeah. Well, that's true. Anytime I get a negative Um, email, I'll always, I feel like posting under my Instagram picture is the same instant thing. You don't think about it. You post it, you're done. But to actually go to my website, find out how to send me an email, sit down and compose an email. If I get a negative email, I I don't, I don't, can't think of any that I haven't addressed where Mm -hmm. I haven't gone. I am so sorry that I made you feel that way. And let me explain maybe what I was thinking or maybe I'll change my point of view because you brought up some excellent points, you know, because I feel like if they took the time to do that, then they deserve an answer. And that's also not on display. Exactly. It's private. It's a private discussion. And which is, yeah, completely completely different. different. They felt passionate enough to say, hey, this bothered me. me. Yeah. Then 
Okay, I completely respect that. But just saying, oh, so Leanne's always looked 15. Right, always look <laughs> like, like <laughs> you got problems, buddy. I had Big someone, problems. <laughs> I had someone who said some like horrible, horrible things to me. And I replied and I was like, I have a nine-year-old son. He has big brown eyes. He loves baseball. And he loves me more than anything in the world. I want you to imagine saying everything you just said about me oh, to my, my nine-year-old. Wow. And there was no reply. And like an hour later, he said, I'm so sorry. I think I need to delete my Twitter. Hmm. Wow. Well, there you go. And I think that like, again, I've, by the way, I've also done that other times when they've been like, fuck your son. Fuck, yeah. Um, so people, are. I mean, people are just there. There. Look, there are people out there that are just not okay. Um, Back to your mental health. I don't yeah, know if we uh-huh. ever re- did. We really address. Well, I was the mental trying health? to address it with the GVR. Oh, got it, files. got it, got it. Because yeah. so, like in the in the case of the Parkland shooter, mm-hmm. um, the other big thing that we do is we. It's called like no notoriety, so we don't ever talk about the names of the shooters. Mm-hmm. We talk about the victims. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I referenced Jamie Gutenberg, and um, there, there's in the case of the Parkland shooter, there was multiple instances where they had tried to get him help. Mm. They knew he was going to do this. The snap, yeah. There, There is an incredible TED talk about um, like the the mind of school shooter. Like the kind of, because we don't know that much about it because it's no, a relatively yeah. new phenomenon. Yeah. You know, Columbine was sort of yeah. the first time school shootings came into our world and right. and you know, they're coming at us with a vengeance. But um, we know certain things about these kids and overwhelmingly they tell someone that they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. In some capacity. They post on yeah. social yeah. media. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other big thing that I haven't addressed yet that I, I know we both want to talk about is um, there's a program through um, every town called Be Smart. Mm-hmm. And it's a program for parents and it has to do with gun storage. And mm-hmm. so it's um, it's the S in smart is for secure your weapons. Mm-hmm. The M is for model responsible behavior. The A is for ask, kind of what we talked about, always ask about weapons. The R is for the role of, um, the role that guns play in suicide. Mm-hmm. And the T is for tell, right? Mm-hmm. Tell. Mm-hmm. Um, Meaning if you know someone, if it, you know, if your kid mm-hmm. goes to a play date, tells and someone pulls out a gun you tell right because that's what i've told my kids is that if you get if you get if you're at someone's house and they're like hey do you want to see my gun you want to see my dad's gun you want to see my mom's gun i tell my kids tell them you have to go to the bathroom yeah good call because i remember as a kid very clearly being in situations i was a goody goody and i and sometimes it's hard to be a goody-goody. Yeah, it is really hard yeah. to be a goody-goody. And yeah. so I remember in situations where people were drinking or they were smoking or whatever they were doing and I was uncomfortable. And I, you don't want to be like, I'm not doing that, you know, because then you just feel weird. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you isolate yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I used to say, I used to go to the bathroom. Right. And so I've told my kids, like, if you're ever in a situation that you're not comfortable advocating for yourself, just say you have to go to the bathroom. Right. 
just remove yourself from the situation. Right. And yeah. the moment usually passes. And yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, and I say if, you know, if, if someone does talk to you about looking at a gun or using a gun, you just say, uh, I have to go to the bathroom. And then you go find a grown up. Yeah. 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 Um, that's really good way mm-hmm. of that's really good advice for like almost that. anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for almost anything, not just guns, yeah, for drinking, anything. for wanna, drugs, wanna for drag off my cigarette, you know, or knives. Don't smoke anymore, do they? They only right. vape, right? Yeah, right. Um, yeah, you know. right. No, I'm kidding. Totally. <laughs> but do they still smoke you know. cigarettes, though? Kids? Yeah, I don't think so. I think they they just vape, it's all vaping right? now. Yeah, they vape. This vaping thing is crazy. It's insane. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to Wait, venture no, off. Can I tell a story? But the telling yeah. is. Tell a story. Yeah. I love stories. Go for it. You guys. I'm not a pot. I'm, I'm totally digressing, but this is a kind of funny story. I love digressions. This is so, how a real conversation this? works. About Oliver? So. No. My, Rich, don't watch this. Um, <laughs> he's probably going to be like, why are you telling this? But it's a really fucking story. So I'm not a pot smoker. Right. I'm not. I have nothing against it. It's just like. It's not for you. It's, yeah. it, I don't love how it makes me feel, to be honest. Right. And I've, you know, the only thing I like is I like edibles. Right. But I like them when they're like mostly CBD. Mm-hmm. So I was going away on a girl's trip and I was like, you know what? Pot is legal. I can like go into a pot store and, just buy, and buy pot. Totally. And yeah. I was I was at one of those like massage places and it was right next to a pot, a place on Ventura. And dispensary I was like, is the I term. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> not pot place. <laughs> pot place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so down with the gun. So. Just the point of the, my the dealer point of the backstory, right next door. Right, right. <laughs> so the point of the backstory is I've never done this before. Yeah, yeah. Go in and I buy it, and it's literally like one that's like it's like ninety nine percent CBD and like one percent THC. THC, yeah. yes. And put it in my bag, my purse. It's in like a little white bag, oh. and and I don't think about it again because I am not a person who buys pot. Yeah. Right. And it literally didn't. So I go to pick up my daughter. So I have my son in the car. I go to pick up my daughter at school and um, I get out of the car because I like can't find her. So I'm like, and I come back in and my nine-year-old is sitting in the back seat with tears streaming down his face. Oh no. And I'm like, what's wrong? And he's like, nothing. I'm like, what's wrong? Nothing. He's like, nothing. He's like, something outside scared me. And, um, and, but now I'm not scared anymore. And I was like, what? This is weird. And I'm like pushing him, but I've got like, my daughter and the carpool kids and I have to get out of the freaking school parking lot and and he seems to be and I'm like well I'm sorry whatever scared you scared you so I go and he goes to, to play at someone's house and the mom calls me and she's like he wants to go home and I'm like what do you mean he wants to go home she's like I don't know he's being really weird he wants to go home so I'm like okay I'm like is he sick so I go and I pick him up and I guess in the car and I'm like <laughs> and I'm like Oliver I'm like are you okay? And he starts bursting tears. He goes, "You're a drug addict, <laughs> a and drug addict." And I go, and I go, "What?" He goes, "I, I didn't want to tell you. I've been so scared, but I know that you're a drug addict." Oh my god! And I was like, I'm, not, I'm like, a, dr- I'm like, what are you talking about?" And he's like, "I've." it in your purse <laughs> so I'm like oh and now all I can think of is I'm like I am not fucking not. I'm like, so okay so we have this whole conversation oh yeah God. and I'm like it's CBD and it's like not drugs I'm like and even if it was it's legal I'm like and I'm an adult and like and I, but I'm now uncomfortable which I'm never uncomfortable talking to my kids but again like 
this is not something I've like thought about. This was we, we weren't raised this way. We no. were raised. And I was just pot so, I, was awful. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to be like it's not a big deal. Like, yeah, it's, whatever. So I'm like, you know, uh, 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 and I don't, I don't even honestly don't remember what I said. So okay, cut to we keep going. I have a very close family friend who owns a huge cannabis business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Several years ago, he gave me like a bag of a ton of stuff, vape pens, all sorts of shit that I put in like a, you know, you get those free makeup bags. Yeah. Bag. I like threw it all in there and put it in a drawer. Literally haven't thought about it in years. Right. right? So now we're on the heels of what I like to call gummy gate. Okay. I've now worked everything through. Everything is fine with Oliver. We're okay. This is like two days later. Right. Zoe decides she Zoe's my older daughter decides and Zoe knows everything that's happening and I've now explained you guys know where this is going and oh I've now explained God. to my kids how I don't do drugs and I'm not <laughs> letting, <clears throat> Zoe is now looking for a bag she needs it for her dance class to put something in and she sees a makeup bag in my drawer and she opens it and you guys it's full of like oh makeup yeah. like I don't even know and instead of talking to me she's now she texts my husband oh god and she's like and like has photos of everything oh, this was all mom's god. i'm scared of her oh my I'm god terrified. and i'm like that's funny so she so i have to now deal with this and all i can think of is I don't even fucking you don't even use smoke yeah marijuana oh, that's really funny so here i am i'm a drug addict a drug addict. But, but this, I think, is actually pulling it back to guns. Like, people leave their loaded gun in their purse in their car. Yep. Yeah. Like. So true. And if your son had not been devastated that you were a drug addict mm-hmm. and instead was like cool gummies and, and started eating, eating them, them all, exactly. you would have gone to jail. Such a good point. Yeah. However, <laughs> a mom that leaves her loaded gun in the car and mm-hmm. the kid shoots her in the shoulder doesn't go to jail. Yes. So in fact, is where, that true? You're not yes, responsible. You are not responsible. So where's the logic in that? Sorry. Wait, why are you not responsible? Because the the child pulled the trigger? Correct. Yeah. So this the child's responsibility, and because they're a child, they're not responsible. Correct. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Certain the laws are starting, some of the state laws are starting to change. Actually, I think I remember hearing this the guy that I was talking about earlier in I think it was New Jersey. <gasps> Did he go he, he got arrested but it was like for something child endangerment not else yeah but but it would be child endangerment mm-hmm. right you've got a weapon sitting there that a child can kill themselves or someone else and they should you should be responsible for that yeah totally well the the big push <clears throat> like in my personal opinion is if if i leave a weapon unsecured in my home and a child uses it to harm another child, I should be responsible. I agree with that. For mm-hmm. that. I agree with but that. I'm not. That that seems very wrong also. Yeah. Is that another thing that the NRA is saying you cannot pass a All, law? Any gun thing law. is the NRA. The NRA is one of the strongest lobbying arms in the country. But why? If they're losing membership and they're losing money and and their public uh, persona is going down, why are they so powerful? Well, so so they're much less powerful than they used to be. So Mm -hmm. it used to be that like um, having the you you needed the backing of the NRA to win an election. Right. 
And now it's it's now the it's opposite, the opposite. Where exactly. where a lot I don't of know if it's <laughs> the opposite because who won the last election? Mm. Mr. Trump. Does well, but that's have... different. Yeah, but I'm saying like mm. a, the the house flipped to right. a gun sense majority. Um and people are now proud to wear their right. F rating. So that's from like the a NRA. big thing is is that does the NRA so here you explain. Yeah, the NRA gives a rating to a candidate. And an A is obviously someone that they like and who does not believe that there should be any gun sense laws, et cetera. So they give an F to someone who believes that we should have background checks and we should have um, logical laws. Mm -hmm. And so people used to be terrified of that F and now they're proud to wear it. Right, they like right. they so, get like pins they get and pin, they wear yeah. like with big Fs on them. And, um, <clears throat> and, it, and now even if you, like it used to be for, um, even for, I mean, I don't like to make it partisan, but even for someone running that would be running in an area where um, there are a lot of gun owners, it used to be like, that would be like your big thing, like NRA supported. NRA, yeah. NRA, and they don't do that anymore. Yeah. Mm. Um, so things yeah. are changing, no question. And There's it, a shift, and, it, and, and it, it's a positive shift. And it's a positive it's shift. A and safety it's, shift. And it's been in the last probably five years, mm -hmm. honestly. And so it's been slow, but it's happening. And I mean- Last night at the debate, every single person on that stage is someone that believes in gun sense candidate, you know, is a right. gun sense this candidate. This is the first election we've ever had where gun safety has mm. been a major issue. Right. And has been, it's usually considered like a taboo topic. Like right. Nobody talks about guns. Right. Now. Well, right? they didn't bring it up last night, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Last night they didn't. <laughs> yeah. But they have in the past. And it's a big part of everyone's platforms. And even if you like read like questionnaires and stuff like that, it's it's always included now. And that was never the case. Right. Um. People are just speaking a lot more openly about it. it. Again, like it was this like taboo thing, like kind of what we were talking about earlier. Like, and I think that it's part of us as everyday people to make it not taboo. Right. To make it something that it's okay to talk about. Just like you would ask if somebody has a pool or a big dog. Right. Speaking of the big dog, this reminds me of what I was going to say. Um, your dogs yeah. are a much better deterrent 100%. Oh, yep. dogs than a are gun. Significantly. They, number one. Dogs yeah. are the number one. Yeah. You know, Rich and I are always, our dog barks yeah. when there's, you know, Anything. And, and it drives him crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, thank God. I have, n and I'm always a like, good boy. Right. You just keep barking. Yeah. Uh, that's why we got Priscilla. My, uh, when we first moved here, before we lived here, I managed apartment buildings. So uh, I called my locksmith who had been my locksmith for 10 years at my, because constantly changing locks. Mm -hmm. And he actually is a, like a, a a work friend more than just a work kind of colleague. He's someone I really trusted and enjoyed. And when he came to change the locks here, when we moved in, I said, um, what's, what's the number one thing we can do for security? And he went, get a big dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause we just had Mona, who's the 13 pound and Bert heard it and went, that's it. Get, right? a, big get a big dog, big dog on the way. Yeah. It's <laughs> I mean, Bert, Bert is deterrent. the king of the impulse, right? <laughs> the king of the impulse. But well, it took us uh, 13 months well, no, not quite that long. It took us, let's see, we moved in in January. We didn't get her till September. So I was like, I don't want that big of a dog. I yeah. think a dog that sounds big sounds, would be the same. Which is I laugh about Bo. But you have large, yeah, your dog yes. is tight. Well, Our tight. dogs, <laughs> that's why I keep saying, if someone comes in my house with that dog, yeah. they're stupid. They're right. stupid. Because yeah. that dog mine. will eat you. Right. Yeah. Priscilla will is very nice, but man, the gardener who's been coming here for nine years, she don't like him. Yeah. Nope. And she chases him out of the yard if I'm not here. If yep. I'm here, she's totally fine. Yeah. 
But good luck if you come in my yard with that dog. Mm -hmm. She's Izzy is yet to be determined. Izzy may be dumb. (laughs) But Priscilla, Priscilla is <laughs> here for the fight. You. Priscilla yeah. knows what's Bo, up. Bo is, I, I would not fuck with my dog in yeah. a dark alley. I mean, he is, you know, all, the Oliver used to ride him around like a pony, Aww. but, and, you know, wouldn't hurt a fly. But if someone came after gonna you guys, it's going to keep you safe. I, and what's fascinating to me about dogs is how they like know. Like Rich can come home from work in the middle of the night and my dog doesn't budge. Yeah. But my yeah. brother was staying at our house and he like came in late from the airport. I thought Bo was going, I was like, I literally, I texted Rich and I was like, so now I know what would happen if, if someone, someone tried to get yeah. in the house. That's good, right? Because I had given him a key, but like our door is weird. So he mm-hmm. was like rattling it around. Yeah. And yeah. he just zoomed down the stairs. <laughs> and I was like, well, my brother was like, that's great <laughs> but that is true I was like, don't come in it's so much more you know one more thing i want to talk about about gun safety yeah, yeah, yeah. right i think we do not live in the urban community no i read a book recently i've talked about it five million times i'm sorry but i read miss pat's autobiography miss pat is a uh, an african-american woman who was raised in urban atlanta mm-hmm. and raised in the, or you would probably really both of you. I can't tell. I've told. What's the name of the book? Rabbit. Her nickname growing up was okay. Rabbit. Okay. The autobiography. Well, I know you Pat. also were talking about Educated. Some of my website. Right? Mm-hmm. Educated is great. Yeah. I love Educated. I learned more okay. about urban culture and life from that Miss Pat's autobiography. So much so that I was ashamed of myself. Mm-hmm. As soon as I finished her book, I, I felt ashamed that I did not understand what, what? goes on in her community. Oh. Even yeah. though you hear it, I didn't understand it until I read her book. Um, And I was very embarrassed and ashamed of myself for not, I mean, I don't know how I would know. I don't live in her Mm -hmm, community. I am not African-American. I was born white. There's nothing I knew about it. It's our job to learn it, though. But it is, it is. question. To be allies. Yeah, to be allies. And I wonder, I wonder what you do in that community for gun safety. Because what do you do in that community? Because that's in some ways how urban people communicate with each other. Right. It's, it's, it's a completely different deal than what happens outside of that community, I think. There's, well, uh, primarily it's intervention. And there's, in the state of California last year, um, we were able to get $39 Nine. million mm-hmm. for um, gun violence prevention organizations that That's work great. directly in these communities. Yeah, yeah. Um, and everything from... If there was a shooting in a community, volunteers go to the hospital and sit down at the bedside with someone that was shot and, thank God, survived. And instead of getting them to feel their anger, they get them to cry. They feel the vulnerability. They talk to them about how another shooting will not balance anything. Right. right. So to it's, avoid it's, retaliation. Exactly. Right. So it's in, it, it's basically working within the community. Now, a white middle-class lady cannot go in and do that. Of course and not. I'm, and I'm not going to. I can support it in what in every way that I can, either financially mm-hmm. or emotionally, or help with these organizations. Advocacy, advocacy, exactly. Educating, but yeah. Educating. Mm-hmm. It, but it is these communities themselves that are helping to stop this violence. And, and I think it I think you're right. I think it has to come from within the community yeah. because 
because I would imagine if I walked into their community, they they would be like, "What the fuck do you know? Yeah, what do you know? Sure, yeah. you you don't you, know anything." Because right. how could I? How exactly. would I even assume to know anything? I even though I grew up not privileged and white trash in some mm-hmm. ways and redneck and hillbilly, I don't know what it's like to grow up. You're and, still white. Yeah, I'm still, still white. white. At still the white. end of and the day, always... I am privileged because of my birth. <clears throat> yeah, and, and that is it. always. I I always tell my kids that being born white. No matter how you were born, rich, poor, you know, living in rural areas, living in urban community, mm-hmm. wherever it is, just by being white, you start out steps ahead. Steps ahead. You do, absolutely. Um, it's absolutely true. The, and I don't know that a lot of white people who are not, not, who are less privileged feel that way, but mm-hmm. I think it is absolutely true. No question. 100% true. If you are white, you are steps ahead. Yeah. Just from your skin color. But... So, so education from inside the community. No question. Um, also working on the laws around, you know, states like that surround Chicago, like preventing these guns from coming into the community. Right. It's huge. So, you know, working on federal laws. So gun violence is the number two cause of death for children right now after uh, motor vehicles. Mm. And that's recent that mm. it became number two. But for black children, it's the number, number one, one cause yeah. of death. Is it really? Yeah. Um, and it's, again, like, these the work that these communities are doing mm. in-house is so inspiring. Yeah. And, um, and I think that the biggest thing that we can do as white people, right, is instead of, um, and one of the big things like we focus on in our group is, is not, <clears throat> it, it's about what can we do to help you? Yeah. Yeah. Not how not can we fix it? How can we fix it? Right, yeah. right. How, what can I, how can I help you? You tell me. We have a friend of ours in the organization whose son was killed mm-hmm. and murdered. And um, we showed up on uh, the anniversary of his death and passed out flyers in the area to hope that somebody would come forward. No one has come forward. Mm. And that's all we can do, right? Is Mm. is we show up, we... You tell us what you need and we will support that in any way we can. You know what's hard after reading Ms. Pat's book? Mm -hmm. I don't think that um, a lot of people, black or white, know what they need. I don't think they know. I don't think they can articulate it or maybe the need is so great that that it can't be expressed. I I've, I felt very much that way. I felt defeated after I read her book. I felt overwhelmed by the like fingers of issues that, mm-hmm. that effect, needed yes. to be handled. Like it was almost, <clears throat> it was so all encompassing that I felt defeated <laughs> and embarrassed and ashamed and, and, um, but I think we should. You should ask the question. I'm not saying the yeah. question shouldn't be asked. But I wonder if, talking about working with people in their community who, who are the people who have to make the change, mm-hmm. how do you help them figure out that? Well, okay, that so question. at Christmas time, um, we worked with the same woman, um, Nicole. She's an amazing, she's amazing. She's a survivor. She, in, instead of, you know, cowering, she has become empowered and is working with Moms Demand Action as a survivor um, one day at Christmas instead of 
just throwing a, you know, how do I explain this? We, we went down and helped her as just resources, financial and bodies to give a day of joy to 50 kids who had either lost a parent or a sibling to gun violence. Wow. Or sometimes both Both parents. parents. Right. Um, So, Mm. you know, we got two grand in gift cards donated to Ralph's and to grocery stores. We got tons of toys. We got, you know, inflatables and we brought crafts and stuff. And, you know, we don't see this on a daily basis. We don't experience what they, not, not just the loss of a parent, but walking to this place where this event happened, right? how many, how much violence has happened in those few blocks? Or, you know, we had to have it at a certain time because they have to take the bus to get there and it's not safe for them to do it after a certain hour. So we can't go in. I can't, those are things that I'm not going to think about. Right. So I listen and say, oh, you're right. Okay, we have to have it at this time. We all have to suck it up and be there earlier. We have, you know, you, you have to, I can't go in and fix it. Right. But I can support in any way that I can. Right. We have to give these, we have to give people a seat at the table. Right. Yeah, exactly. totally. Yeah. Um, and that's really hard for white people to do. Yeah. It is hard for white people to do. And I think a seat at the table is a great way of putting it. Yeah. I think a willingness for the table to um, embrace a point of view that's not their own. Yeah. You know, to, to have, I, that's, I just. To have empathy. To, to have empathy. Yeah. That, that I mean, book, I swear to God, you should read it. I'm, I'm yeah, going to grab go it. It's Absolutely. on my website, okay. yfotp.com. If okay. you want, it's it's in the um, food for thought tab. Okay. Uh, there's a link that'll send you straight to Amazon if you want to buy it through Amazon. <laughs> or you can get it at the library. Barnes and Nobles. Or go to Barnes the library. And Nobles, yeah. You go to the library. She, her audio book also, Miss <laughs> Pat Reads It. Okay. And uh, what was great about her book is she she wrote it like she was telling you facts, not like she she doesn't blame anybody for anything that happened mm-hmm. to her or that happened because of her. Um, there's no blame in that book. It was a really amazing depiction of life from her earliest memory to present day and what she had to go through I, I, just to just to get in like regular society mm-hmm. just to be a, a functioning part of our society she had to be a criminal right and you just go you shouldn't have to and you no, think about you shouldn't have to jay-z yeah. had to be a criminal yep, to exactly. get into normal society yep. so you, uh, biggie had to be a criminal to get in normal society mm-hmm. there's so many people that come from uh uh difficult backgrounds like that that have to do bad things to get to good and that's so bad yeah so bad. it should it's not, not okay. be that way exactly. it's just so bad the city gun. There's a there's a huge component of our group that's devoted to city. We call it city gun violence, mm-hmm. and um, and it's that's sort of become like a, a huge a focus push. for us. Yeah. This concept that we call it DEI goals, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a great image of there's like a fence, <clears throat> and there's like a mm. tall boy, and he's standing like this, and then there's um, it's three different size people. Right. And then they... So one boy can see over the fence. Mm-hmm. One, one has a hole. Some people are just yeah. listening. And mm-hmm. then and then one is the hole's lower. Right. And they say, well, they're, each, they're all getting access. They can all see what's happening. Uh-huh. But they're all starting from somewhere different. Totally different. So if you give them each a 
box size stool to stand right. on to each have their head over the fence right. so they can take it all in right they've all started at the from same the same place, place. that's, that's right. what equity is right? <clears throat> right equity is yeah giving letting giving giving people what they need so that they're starting at the same place right yeah. right you know i mean i the the example I, I was giving my daughter is you know like because of the things you were born into things you had no control over right mm -hmm. you're gonna have these pushes in life yeah that other people aren't gonna have and and that trickles through your entire life right sure. you might get picked for an internship mm -hmm. over someone else and then because of that internship you'll get a job that that person now won't get right mm -hmm. and that person's still looking for the intern you know there's there's all these factors that or, go into everything yeah, or just me kissing my kid goodbye in the morning and knowing that because he's a white kid he can put his hoodie on and walk to school right, right. and not be questioned why he's in our neighborhood right but you know my friend down the street whose kid is black or muslim and darker skin he puts a hoodie on now he's suspicious mm -hmm. exactly yeah i mean just uh, it's a so, crazy place we live it is we live in a, in a hard time and I, I think that we didn't grow up in a hard time. Yeah. No, we um, didn't. And it's so our kids are all being raised, not all, but like for a lot of our kids, they're being raised in a very different way than we were. Yeah. Because they're, you know, my kids are being raised going to marches and rallies yep. and listening to their mom do podcasts <laughs> exactly. and talk about gun violence. And I didn't have any of that. No, like, right. It was, you know, whereas our parents who grew up in the civil rights movement, they almost sheltered us from it later, you know? Well, and that's part of it. Like, yeah. it's, I wonder how much, I mean, I hope for our kids, if they're still a world, yeah. um, that, <laughs> um, you know, that, that it will become cyclical again for their kids where mm -hmm. they will have this sort of easy breezy life growing up. It wasn't up. easy breezy for a lot of people. I'm I mean, politically. Politically. Okay, in terms yeah. of these like times Disruptive of, of time. disrupti yeah, yeah, disruption yeah, yeah. and turmoil. Well, life is all about equilibrium, dis disequilibrium. Mm -hmm, yeah. You shift in and out of equilibrium yeah. and into disequilibrium. And that's kind of a natural progression of the way life works. We're just in a moment of disequilibrium. Completely. Mm -hmm. And so how you handle that and how you parent through that, I think, matters because a it'll question. come back. There's disequilibrium constantly yep. well not constantly because then it wouldn't be a cycle but, but it 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 continues mm -hmm. to return exactly and it will never go away you know even when you're working on your own mental health mm -hmm. or your own physical health mm -hmm. sure. you'll have times where you're strong and you're working out all the time and then all of a sudden you get, you get an ear yeah. infection and your trainer gets the flu and you yep. can't yep. be around and now it takes you six months to get back on track exactly. and it, yep. it's the way life works and yep. i guess maybe that's the message for your kids for our kids, <laughs> is that this too shall pass mm -hmm. and it shall return. It so, shall return, exactly. How do we handle yeah. it? I used, to, in the I used to truly be jealous that I was did not grow up in the civil rights movement. Like when I was in oh, high really? school, I pined. And now I'm like, look what I wished for. Right? Here we yeah, are again, <laughs> you know? So, but I think, you know, in times like this, it, it tells what a person, what kind of person you are. And how you respond to the world and to this dis disequilibrium. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I like to wear shirts all the time that are like statement yeah, shirts. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and one of my favorite ones says, we are the ones we've been waiting for. Yeah. Nice. And I think like I try to like, I think that if you can remember that, like no mm. one's coming to save you. Yeah. We yeah. are the ones we're we're, waiting. we are the ones we we've been do waiting it. for. That's awesome. 
So. My favorite shirt is too old to die young. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Just kidding. <laughs> Thank you, Halston. <laughs> you laughed a little too hard at that one. I wear it to work out all the time, and my That's trainer right. always shakes his head. He's oh. like, "That's a pretty good shirt. That's right? a pretty good shirt." I'm like, "I am 50 one. this no. year. I am too old to die young." Whatever. Yeah. But we are the ones we're waiting for. That's great. That's great. Okay, so let's wrap up what we learned. Let's do mm-hmm. it. What did we learn? What we learned we learn? to lock your shit up. Lock your shit lock up. Lock your shit up. Lock oh. it up. Separate them. So your ammunition and guns need to be locked up separately. Right. Ask, Ask before them. you go into someone's home. Yeah. Or anywhere your kids are going to be. During the holidays. It's a big time. You're yes, going to visit. Yeah, going pa- to visit grandparents' Uncle house. Fred you know? and... Yeah. Divulge. Yeah. Then ask is a good mm-hmm. path mm-hmm. that you took. Hey, this is what goes on at my house. What about yours? What goes on at your house? Yep. Yeah. That's a great way. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to your kids about how to handle it. Yep. When, uh, if it ever comes up for them to, mm-hmm. to handle it appropriately, find an adult, say, I got to go to the bathroom is yep. a good method. I'm sure you could come up with lots of other good methods. Mm-hmm. But I think as with sex, drugs, money, all these hot topic issues. Talk talking. to your kids. Talk. Communication. Talk kids. And not just your kids, but your family. Yeah. Yes. Um, you and your spouse, your partner, mm-hmm. um, your parents, whatever. Um, know that if someone in your family is struggling with depression, mm-hmm. that access to a firearm can mean the difference between a bad day and a worse day. Right. Totally. Age, aging parents, that's a big one. Uh, yes. Starting to have dementia, things like that. Yes. So if guns are in the home, knowing that you can you use those red flag laws and to have get the it guns to, taken to, away. To dementia taken is... I have that experience yeah. in my family mm-hmm. of dementia and uh, yeah, wife shooting a husband because she thought he was an intruder. Right, right. exactly. And he was, <laughs> he was not. Yeah. And he was just injured. He yeah, was okay. not Thank God, mortally injured. Yeah. Um, but it's shocking when that happens. You you would never think that would happen. No, nope, you know. Nope. But she but really does. thought he was an intruder. Yeah, of course. And they've been together seventy five years. Mm-hmm. And the brain does crazy things, mm-hmm. doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. Yeah. If you have el- yeah elderly parents that are starting to, show I'm glad you brought dementia. that up mm-hmm. because we hadn't talked about that. Yeah. And I hadn't. I hadn't, hadn't thought about it. Like you said, survivors go. Oh, right? I didn't mm-hmm. realize. I didn't realize I'm a survivor. I don't know that I would call myself a survivor, but I'm definitely that definitely happened in my family. You've been impacted by gun oh, totally. And it's a, oh, I've been like impacted by yeah by suicide. Yeah, you know, I think I think so tragic. So many people have. I keep meaning to do an episode about suicide, mm. and I don't know who to talk to about it. It's not a, you know, no one flies there. I have suicide in my family flag, so exactly. to know who has that experience or family friend, whatever, mm-hmm. is hard. But I've been meaning to talk about that because it is. Very difficult and very um, strange thing to process. And know. rising tremendously right yeah, now. Yeah, and rising. Yeah, scary. Okay, so we got Let's, off our wrapping yeah, up. Yeah, <clears throat> Lock it up, lock it up separately. Talk to your kids. Consider when someone's having mental health issues mm-hmm. in your home. And mental health issues, That what's so crazy is mental health issue doesn't mean you're walking around talking to yourself no it no, means depression, depression is a mental health issue. exactly severe anxiety i mean all it's severe anxiety exactly. yes yeah. it's it's that someone is off also yeah. remember somebody In with mental way. health issues are way more likely to hurt themselves than, than someone, someone else 100 yeah. percent. way way more likely and they don't know what they're doing right they right. don't they don't know what they're doing. So I mean my uncle's schizophrenic and he used to constantly mm-hmm. talk about killing his dad. Yeah. And yeah. I would call his mother and set my grandmother and say, 
if you guys take it away as guns, yeah. like she, you should probably take them. I mean, he is he is diagnosed schizophrenic. Maybe you should take his guns and his knives just to be safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They never did. And I thought that was insane. Our friend Now he didn't hurt anybody. Schizophrenic brother killed himself. Yeah. And you just go, why wouldn't you just go, you know, can you go to the store, get me some milk and just go take them and all take out them. of the house yep. and do like I did. I hid the gun for Bert because he did not. Yeah. He did not need that this thing. This is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, Bert. exactly. This is why. Yes. Bert Kreischer. So. Don't be a Bert Kreischer. <laughs> <laughs> That's the lesson. I think the key is just be safe. Be smart. Um, if smart. You, and if you are wanting to get involved with gun safety, we are always looking for people. Um, this is not a political organization. We are not a democratic group. We are completely nonpartisan. We have Republicans in our group. We have Democrats in our group. We have independents in our group. What's the name of your group again? Moms Demand Action. Can dads join it? Oh, yeah. We call them Mothers and Others. <laughs> mothers and Others. We have okay. uh, <clears throat> m- moms, we have dads, uncles, friends, aunts, uncles, dog moms. Um, MomsDemandAction.org. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's um, and if anybody wants to email Leanne, Leanne can yep. always get in touch with me. Yep. And I can help you find your local group. Yep. Um, Wifeotp.com. Yep. And my email is there. And we just, it, you know, we are the ones we've been waiting for, right? Yeah. 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 So we got to. And we are too old to die young. And yes. we are too old to die young. So <laughs> we are the ones we've been waiting for. Well, thank you for sharing all this. Thanks for having me. I us. really appreciate it, especially the data. I think data changes minds. Yeah. I think when you hear some hard data, you go, okay, oh, yeah. things have got to change. Because you, do, you don't think it doesn't happen to me. Mm-hmm. Not in my neighborhood. If anybody you know, wants more data, if you Google um, every town gun violence statistics, something like that, um, it'll lead you to their website, which will give you all the data you could ever want. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Data is amazing. Yep. So facts are facts. What you know, you know, you can't know, change anything until you know. Until you know. So thanks for helping me know. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you. I think that we should get together.